Good day and a very warm welcome to everyone who is joining us for this, the fourth podcast in our series discussing the RICS conflict avoidance process. Today I'm very lucky to be talking to Len Bunton, Chairman of the RICS Conflict Avoidance Process Working Group in Scotland and who has been very involved, as everyone that's been listening to our previous podcasts will know, in raising the awareness of the conflict avoidance process. We've had three podcasts to date. One was a discussion with users of CAP and related processes. One was a chat with people that have carried out the role of the conflict avoidance professional. And the third one was with organisations and contracting groups asking them what the Conflict Avoidance Pledge meant to them and their organisations. Today we're going to be talking about embedding CAP into your organisation and how you can help yourselves get better organised in that respect. So I'll move on and maybe, Len, can you just tell us about the previous podcast in a bit more detail? They have been about awareness and commitment, but what are your views on the progress to date? Thanks, Jenny. Um, I think progress to date has been really excellent. We now have over 300 people have signed the Conflict Avoidance Pledge, and this new uh, community on LinkedIn has now got about 540 different organisations involved. So we're very much still on trying to create awareness right throughout the construction industry in the United Kingdom. Uh, And the second stage of that is getting people to commit to sign the Conflict Avoidance Pledge. So I I think given the background of some of the difficulties the industry is facing at the present moment, folks are obviously preoccupied coming out of the pandemic and issues affecting their business about material supplies and that sort of thing. So we've been trying to promote this process against that background which has been difficult. But all in all, I think the energy that we're getting throughout the industry in the United Kingdom has, has, been, has been excellent. I can't agree with you more on these points, but how would you describe the implementation stage? How do you think we take this, this stage forward and how do people take this stage forward in their own organisations? Well, I think, I, mean, I think this is the most important stage we're at now where people actually have got to commit and implement this into their business. I know we'll be talking about the steps they can they can take. So it's of little value if people just have the pledge logo on their emails and stuff like that. They've actually got to say we are going to support embedding a cap into, const- into contracts and into live construction projects. And that's mirroring, I think, the government's move in the UK towards more collaboration in the industry. And I do see the conflict avoidance process as part of all of that. Yeah, I think I can agree with you that everybody sees conflict avoidance as a good thing to do and a good thing to sign up to, and everybody can see the benefits. But it's maybe harder to actually put it into a practical aspect within your organisation and actually make it work. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually think... We're maybe beginning to see that people who have got a, a live dispute on their hands maybe will be turning to use CAP as a methodology to get it resolved. It's perhaps maybe not what it was designed for, but anything that keeps disputes out of court or adjudication, I think, is extremely beneficial. 
So, I, you know, as you know, we already had one case in Scotland where a cap professional was appointed to resolve a final account dispute, and that worked very effectively. Cost-wise, it was in, you know, incredibly cost-effective. Uh-huh. As I say, I think we might see more and more people turning to that. I wonder if I can just maybe ask you your views on the following. As you know, when people sign the pledge, they automatically become a bronze partner. But there are two further stages on that. Yeah, I mean, when people sign the pledge, which obviously we're encouraging everybody to get involved with this uh, pan-industry initiative of signing the pledge, and when you do sign the pledge, the NICS, who are facilitating the process, will send you a number of documents. They will send you a briefing paper on the NICS process, the NICS conflict avoidance process, which will explain the, the, the process to you and how it works and, and some indication of how, thing, how the fees will be charged, what the conflict avoidance professional will do, um, how you can engage with them. They'll send you a brochure which explains everything in, in a very concise manner and links the, the conflict avoidance process to the pan-industry initiative for the pledge and shows you how these two work together with each other and are integrated. We'll also send you a sample cap clause for parties to see how they can incorporate this into their contracts on an ongoing basis. And as you mentioned, you get logos and other advertising material for you to include in your publications, your emails, um, your marketing material to show that you have signed up to the pledge and you are committed to finding ways of avoiding conflict and managing conflict in your business. All of that, as you mentioned, comes with the bronze membership, which is the first stage membership of the pledge. And that is just showing that you are a signatory to the pledge and that you are committed, as I say, to avoiding conflict and managing conflict within your business. You can move up stages, um, provided you meet the, the criteria through silver and gold membership. And silver membership is where you've taken formal steps to introduce conflict management into your organisation. And you're demonstrating that commitment by actually doing things like putting the clauses into your contract, not just signing that you will do things and, and you will be, you'll look to avoid conflicts, but actually putting it into your contracts, letting your supply chain know that that's something that you are committed to and just showing, the, demonstrating your commitment. The next stage up is gold membership. That obviously is one stage further, and that is showing that you actually use conflict avoidance mechanisms in your business, such as our ICS cap. That's demonstrating that when you maybe do get the flicker of a dispute on your running across your desk, you look to employ conflict avoidance processes that will prevent that dispute from escalating to more formal methods that we're aware of in the construction industry most commonly used in the first instance adjudication as we're as we're well aware. And I think that's all worked very well. I mean you're 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 a gold standard member, Len, aren't you? Yes I am. Well I haven't actually got a badge that I wear in my lapel yet, but it's something I'm working on. Yes, I mean I, I I've been delighted to uh, take this into my own client base as you know, 
Janie, and it's maybe just useful to mention some developments in that area. The first thing that I have done is engage with senior management within construction organisations to explain how this process operates, uh, to get them to buy into having this as part of their business model. Got a couple of situations where we've then done some presentations to uh, internal commercial management on the construction management side. And in one case, a client then brought some of his key supply chain into these discussions and they're being encouraged to sign the pledge. So everybody's moving on to a project uh, with the frame of mind that if issues arise, we're going to collaborate, we're going to discuss with each other. We're going to try and find a resolution, which is really important in terms of getting on and get the, getting the project built. And I, as you know, my feeling, I feel very strongly that we are losing sight of what clients want. They want the projects built on time and on cost. They don't want to be incurring additional costs. And I think the contracting people I deal with are, are very much up to seeing this as part of the culture of their business, saying to their clients, look, this is a, we're an organization you want to do, to do business with. So that's what I've been doing, and it's been very interesting uh, learning how people think. I know you and I have discussed many times that the industry has lost its ability to negotiate. fully agree with what you've said there, and trying to persuade them to bring negotiation back into their discussions and finding key solutions to problems so that they can they can move on. Yeah, I think I feel that very strongly that you know the industry as basic roots does seem to have lost its ability to negotiate things. People tend to just dig their heels in and not justify their position at a basic level that I remember people doing years ago before we had adjudication and other methods that you really had to you had to put your case, you had to support your case, you had to argue your case and negotiate your case and sometimes you got through it and sometimes you didn't. I do think that quite often now negotiation is put aside because parties just think, well, we'll go to adjudication, it'll be resolved in four weeks, six weeks, and we'll get the answer and that's it. Whilst I'm a very, very keen advocate of adjudication, I do think it has a place and will always be fairly popular in the construction industry. I think parties do benefit from CAP by taking possession of their own dispute and keeping some sort of control of it and keeping it within house. Again, I suppose that helps their reputation, improves their ability to deal with things and saves money. The big, the big thing, I mean, people don't want to spend money on resolving disputes and long-winded disputes going on and on and on after the project is finished. They want to spend money or on getting the project finished to the standard, to the quality, to what they originally wanted, and obviously within budget and time. So wholeheartedly with you and all those initiatives and objectives of taking this process forward and encouraging people to think about how they can keep control of the dispute themselves and engage with the opposite side in a positive manner. And I think CAP, the process, does actually facilitate that. I know we've both done a significant number of adjudications over the last 20 years or so. Uh, do you share my view that you sometimes look at things, read files, and you say, for goodness sake, if somebody had got a grip of this in the early stages, all of this could have been resolved and people could have actually have got on with building the job. Is that something you've experienced as well? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you quite often you see a case and you think, why, why are these people arguing about this? Surely they could have sat down and talked about this. You do see that once people dig their heels in on both sides, the nut of the argument gets lost in all the other arguments and sundry discussions and points that are brought in. And it becomes very hard to see the wood from the trees. And so I think this is one of the things about getting in early and getting involved in the cap process will hopefully prevent that because once a dispute gets moved on to a third party, it escalates in all sorts of directions and much more information is brought before you than the basic point that really needs to be decided. Wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. I think another point is we've mentioned in many of these discussions we've had about preserving relationships. When you have an adjudication in the middle of a construction project, it strikes me that the parties never really recover from that, and they're trying to build a project against a pretty difficult background of relationships. Have you you seen that as well? Yeah, I think I've got a number of clients who just once an adjudication is brought into the the fore and are arguing these points, there's just the trust that was originally there or the understanding between the parties and the motivation to get the project through to completion are all overtaken a bit by the fact that there has been an adjudication where one party has won and one party has lost to some extent in one way or another. And that it's that lack of trust that then causes a problem in the project and taking the whole project forward to completion because everybody from then on is really, for want of a better phrase, watching their back. I, th- I think also another point, although we've been talking about CAP almost as though it's a new process, I think we've both been involved in situations over the last... 10 or 15 years where we've been called in to give a view on something. So that this really is just a, a development of that process, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Again, I think I mean, when I have people coming to me and asking for CDR's help in taking a dispute forward, I always tell clients to try and resolve it themselves that it's better if they can keep it at their own level and to keep the, the channels of communication open and to keep discussing with the other side of the dispute rather than bring the barricades up and hide in corners or whatever. You know, I think it's important that they keep talking. So, yes, I think this cap is a process of a slight step further because you are bringing a third party in in a cap professional to give you some sort of recommendation on the dispute. But it's a lower level, and I would certainly encourage my clients to think about that always, you know, the, Keep talking yourself. If you can't talk yourself, talk yourself with the other side. Is there any other way of keeping this dispute at a reasonable level and resolving it at a sensible cost? And CAP jumps into that frame straight away as being an, an option available. And it's certainly one that I would recommend to my clients and have been like you, taking it around clients and advising them about it, um, trying to encourage people to put it into their contracts or to think of putting it into their contracts and to come up with good reasons why they can't or shouldn't put it into their contracts. But I must say, I've not really been met with any resistance. I think everybody really does see this as a possible way forward of resolving disputes in a cost-effective manner. In in terms of uh, contractors tendering for projects, Janie, do you think it might become 
part of tender marking that there'll be a section in a tender submission where contractors have got to confirm they've signed up to the pledge and, and beyond that, how they actually implement it into contracts and they will be actually marked in that. So it will just become part of the tender process as health and safety is and other issues. Do you think that's a possibility in the future? Well, I can't really see any reason why it shouldn't be because often in these decision matrices at the moment there are questions about have you been involved with adjudication? How often have you been involved in adjudications? Have you been involved in litigations? Have you been involved in arbitrations? To what extent do you resolve your disputes? And I think what we're trying to establish is whether or not people are really typically litigious or typically look for a resolution. And so I I can't see any reason why it wouldn't be a sensible thing to have included in packages for tender to get an idea of what the tendering contractor's normal process of working is to inform you about whether or not it's something that you would consider would be helpful in your own particular project. One of the great suggestions you made recently was the putting all this in LinkedIn, and we now have the conflict avoidance community, which has got 529 organisations, I think, as I mentioned, signed up to it. Just looking through that, it's amazing the number of organisations, large and small, that have signed up. We've even got lawyers committing to it. And it's really very much a, a method of getting the message out to people and sharing experiences. So it's it's really been a great success, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a great success. I think, when did we start it? No, March 2022, no, just March earlier earlier this year. And it's got over 500 signatories, I think, at the moment, or 500 members on it. And it's a pool of people that have got like-minded views in terms of managing and avoiding conflict. And it's a great platform to get up-to-date information very quickly, get snippets of what's going on in the industry, get people's views of things um, and contrary views, which are always, always very welcome to get the best out of the discussions that are taking place. So I think it's been a great success and, and long may it continue and get more and more members. So we'd encourage anybody to go on to, on to LinkedIn, look at what the conflict avoidance community has to offer and consider joining So I think these podcasts have been a great idea. They've been very successful. They've been launched after the seminar on the 1st of June or the webinar, which has got a phenomenal sign-up so far. And I think what we've tried to do, Janie, is to give people different views of employers, as you say, cap professionals, the supply chain, and now how they embed this into their business. So hopefully that message will be distilled out into the industry with everybody watching these podcast so from us both it's been a great fun and pleasure doing this uh, I know that uh, this is going to take time to get right through out the industry but I think we both feel we're heading in the right direction what do you think? Okay. I think we are heading in the right direction the industry has as you pointed out at the at the beginning had quite a lot of things to deal with in the past couple of years and there are a lot of other issues going on But just coming out of the pandemic and trying to get back to some sort of normality and with the issues, as you say, that the industry has been facing with the lack of materials and so on, it's been hard hit of recent times. But I think we're going in the right direction. 
There's lots of opportunities for people to get on board with these things and hopefully have a, a good industry and successful projects coming forward in the very near future. Mm-hmm.